Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nasty Woman Club, The Catch-Up, your weekly catch-up on news, issues, and events in the world of intersectional feminism. I am the Nasty Woman Club founder, host, journalist, Demi Lynch, and I'll be in your ears for the duration of this episode. This week on the show, there is no theme, except unless frustration and feeling down about the world... Unless that's a theme, because then this episode is that theme. So this episode is pretty much just going to be me ranting and talking about two important issues and stories from this past week. That is pretty devastating. One of these stories, which is the effects of the coronavirus supplements, because despite it being extended past September 24, which is what we all wanted, which is what we were all hoping for for months... The rates are decreasing this week and next week, which are causing many Aussies to panic. One of them definitely being me. But first on the show, we need to talk about the passing of an iconic woman, a feminist icon, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or as many of us like to call her, the notorious RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Justice Ruth Ginsburg. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Justice Ginsburg has died. I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. In my lifetime, I expect to see three, four, perhaps even more women on the high court bench, women not shaped from the same mold, but of different complexions. When we were in law school, there were no women judges. So the bench was not something to which women aspired, unless you were a dreamer. I've been dreading doing this part of the podcast episode. I've definitely left it to the very, very last minute because I really didn't want to do it. Um, When I wrote the post about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that was hard. And now having to speak about it again, um, yeah, harder than I thought it would be. So, yeah, this podcast episode is definitely not... A positive one. It's not a happy one. 
compared to others that I try to make it be, but it's just a really devastating one because we really, really lost a feminist icon. We really did. And what's sad is that she knew she played such an important part in America's legal system. And she knew that once she passed, her seat at the Supreme Court could be filled with a conservative judge. Which meant that the conservatives, Republicans, would have the majority when it came to Supreme Court decisions. Yeah. But you know what really sucks is the fact that I'm even talking about the repercussions of her passing. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about the repercussions. I've been talking about, like, people are just talking about Trump and how he is already fighting to have her seat replaced before the election, even though it's less than 40 days away. It sucks that that's what we're talking about and not so much the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I do want to make sure I do talk about her and how much she really, really, really did for women and for minorities. I found out that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away on Saturday morning, I'm sure like many of you did, and I was at my computer doing some work for Nasty Woman Club, and then one of my friends, April, sent me a message through Instagram, and it was a link to someone sharing about that RGB had passed away. And I only saw the picture, so I thought, like, oh, must be something cool that she's done. So I didn't look at it straight away. But then I went back to it to reply to her. And I saw... I saw the part that said, rest in power. And I saw her age be mentioned. And I just... My, my heart just instantly dropped. And I thought... Yep, it's happened. It's happened. And I was a complete and utter mess. <laughs> I didn't think I would cry so much. I definitely didn't think I would cry throughout this past week. Didn't think that would happen, but it did. Um, I was a mess, God. And I knew I had to report on it with the Nasty Woman Club and write about it on the social media page. And my God, it took so long because I just didn't want to write about it. I was just dreading it so, so much. The same with this episode right now. I've been dreading having to do it because I've been reporting on her going in and out of hospital these past several months. Also the fact that she's still been working even while in hospital. And I've just admired the incredible work she's been doing. And yeah, for her to now pass away, it's just... <sighs> Like, you think that 2020 is already a shitstorm and has already taken so many lives, but then this happens, and I am very, very scared of what the rest of this year has to has to deal with. In particular, the elections coming up in the US. I mean, I honestly, I honestly really, I think that Trump's going to win it. And I really, I hope, I obviously, obviously very, very much hope so he doesn't, but I just have in the back of my mind that he is because when it came to the 2016 elections, I really, really thought that Hillary was going to win, but then she didn't. And I was just like, yeah, kind of lost a bit of hope there. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, this isn't about Trump. We're not here to talk about Trump. Trump gets all the attention every other day of the week. This is about the incredible work Ruth Bader Ginsburg has done in her career, in her 20-plus years as justice on the Supreme Court. I just want to go through some of the amazing things that she has done. Um, If you want more information on what are some incredible things that she has done, I highly recommend checking out the documentary RBG and also the movie On the Basis of Sex, which is about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're both available on Binge. I will put a link to them in today's show notes. Make sure you check them out. You will probably cry like me, but I definitely recommend you check it out. Um, in the documentary, one of the instances that I will always remember is the fact that she helped with gender pay discrimination, race-based voting discrimination. But one of them that definitely stood out for me was the fact that many years ago there was this military institute in Virginia, uh, VMI, and it was not allowing any women into the institute. Now, this was a very prestigious institute. People got incredible careers through this, and they weren't allowing women. And this one particular woman really wanted to become part of VMI, but she wasn't allowed to, and it was gender-based discrimination. And because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she was able to get in, and many, many other women were able to get into this military institute they they ended up having incredible careers from engineers to neuroscientists, these incredible careers. And that was because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And there's this beautiful moment in the documentary when they talk about this. There is a 20-year anniversary from when this big decision was made that women could go to this institute. And everyone... When ever all the all these women, all these men came to this reunion and Ruth Bader Ginsburg was there and it was just it was just so beautiful just seeing how she helped them have the careers that they dreamed of, that they've been fighting for, that they worked so hard for. So that was uh you need to watch the documentary. You just need to watch the documentary. As long as you've got tissues by you, so you don't cry, so you can get the tears away, you just need to watch it just I just think we really really need to remember the incredible things the notorious RBG has done for us that's done for women and minorities because of her women in the US have to right to sign a mortgage without a man they have the right to have a bank account without a male co-signer They have a right to have a job without being discriminated based on their gender. And they have a right to be pregnant, have kids, and be working at the same time. That's because of her. And I can't imagine how everyone in America must be feeling right now with her passing because we so much just want to mourn her and thank her for everything that she's done for women and minorities, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, we all got to keep fighting, because <laughs> Trump is killing America, and that's no exaggeration at all, I could go on and on and on about that, that's no exaggeration at all, but 
it does suck. It does suck that there needs to be more fighting after her passing, more than mourning. And but the thing is, she would have done the same thing though. She in the documentary it talks about how she just worked and worked and worked, probably had two hours of sleep, made sure that she was always caring for her family, but only had two hours of sleep because she always had to work. Not had to, she wanted to work. And yeah, I think I think we really, really, really gotta remember how important she was, how much of a pop pop culture icon she was, that's for sure. And just such a ferocious defender of minorities and for women. Rest in power. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I wish I could say the rest of this episode goes on a more lighter note, a more lighter topic, but but sadly, no. Sadly, that's not the case this week. Okay. As I said earlier, my next topic I want to talk about is the coronavirus supplement and the change of it and how it is affecting Aussies this week. We're feeling stressed. We are grasping at our wallets because we don't know how we're going to be financially going in the next couple of months. Well, we're, 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 we're coping. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. So for those unaware, the coronavirus supplement was implemented during the early days of COVID. And it was added onto the normal job seeker payments. Now, there are some issues with the job seeker payments. Before COVID, before the, sh- the shitstorm that is 2020, job seeker was something that people considered the payments that they were getting were poverty rates. Like on average, people would get $40 a day when they broke it down. And the government did nothing about it. They did not increase it at all which stressed out a lot of families, a lot of people that were on JobSeeker, especially during tough times when they couldn't get jobs. So I guess it took a global pandemic and for hundreds of thousands of Aussies to be unemployed for the government to then increase the JobSeeker payment. Woo. So yes, they were able to add a supplement called the coronavirus supplement, which was added onto the JobSeeker payment. But that payment is now decreasing. From the 25th of September, the coronavirus supplement on JobSeeker will decrease from 550 to 250 And that is causing a lot of people to panic, freak out, and I don't blame them. And then we got the case of JobKeeper. Now, JobKeeper was a way for the government to help out businesses. So essentially, the government will pay the employees payments instead of businesses having to worry about paying their employees because, you know, it was during a global pandemic and... People were struggling to get businesses, but the government was just like, we need to keep our businesses open. We need to keep people working so then they'll spend money and then, you know, keeps the economy going, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there's going to be some changes to JobKeeper, apparently, from Monday next week. So previously, people on JobKeeper, they were able to get $1,500 payment every fortnight. But now that's being reduced Full-time workers, so people working more than 20 hours, will get $1,200 a fortnight. And people that are part-time will get $750 a fortnight. And again, people are freaking out, people are nervous, and people are thinking, crap, what the hell am I supposed to do with money? Now that money is decreasing. And me, for example, due to this change in JobKeeper, and with also the government having to 
re-look at businesses to see if they are losing money, earning too much money. I sadly lost one of my part-time gigs due to this change. And so essentially the business, they couldn't they couldn't pay me anymore with JobKeeper and they couldn't pay me normally because, yeah, it's a middle pandemic and they couldn't afford it. So I won't go too much into that, but pretty much, yes, I lost a job. <laughs> Due to this JobKeeper change, I lost the job. And yeah, I've been stressing out the past couple of days. But the thing is, I'm not hearing anyone talk about this stress. I've been stressed out about this change for months. Like I've been thinking, shit, shit, shit. After September, after September, I'm not going to have this job. I'm not going to have this job. How am I going to make money? How am I going to make money? And no one else has been talking about it. And like, I get it. I get it when it's to do, when it's to do with finances, people get very private about it. And I get it. I get it. It's a very private thing. But we need to be more open about it. We are open about our mental health issues. We are very open about like, you know, physical health issues. Clearly, I always get unsolicited physical health advice. Hello, random stranger on the internet that thought they would give me random health advice this week. Thank you. No, thank you. But yeah, we're open about talking about that. But what about our financial health? What about the stress that it brings us? Like how stressful this past year has been because we don't know what's going to be going into our bank accounts in the week. And that's been me. (laughs) And that has definitely impacted my mental health so much. And then because of that, that has then impacted my work. And then also because of my mental health, that affected my physical health. And it's just been a continuous cycle of just a big mess. Yeah, I'm kind of freaking out. (laughs) I'm kind of freaking out. So I thought I would ask my listeners, ask people on the Nasty Woman Club Instagram page. If you're not following me on that, make sure you do. I thought I'd ask everyone on there if they are freaking out about this change in job seeker and job keeper and how that change is going to be affecting them. So I'm going to read you out some of the messages that some of you have sent. All right, so here are some of these messages that I have received from some of you. Obviously, these are going to be left anonymous. So someone has said, during this time, I've been getting by with JobKeeper, but with the decrease of the payments, I don't know if I can pay my bills anymore. Fuck, I feel you there. Someone said, I got the coronavirus supplement as a single parent, and it was life-changing. But now with the drop and also being in Melbourne, it's going to be really tough for me. Oh gosh, people in Melbourne, oh my love goes out to you, even though I know that doesn't do anything and I know it's frustrating seeing people just chilling outside while you were stuck in your homes for months, but you all are just so strong and oh, I, I admire you so much for just being so strong, even though I know you, you have to, but oh, oh my people in Melbourne. Oh. Um, what else was said? Um, someone said, my work no longer qualifies for JobKeeper. I'm the only income in my house. Live and work in Victoria. <sighs> yeah, to this listener here, I am so sorry they're going through this. And yes, there are a lot of people right now that cannot get JobKeeper anymore once September 28 comes by. So this other listener here said that they have been here for eight years and run two businesses which have been affected heavily by the pandemic but they're not eligible for any business grants and they say that they have several friends in different situations that are also in a tough spot a friend who manages a cafe lost their entire team as they couldn't get JobKeeper and had to find and train a whole new team once the restrictions were lifted in Queensland 
they also say that they had a few friends on JobSeeker and they're still looking for work and are concerned about paying essentials on a reduced supplements as well as trying to find a job in this market. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Just, just hearing these stories, firstly, can I just say thank you to everyone that did contribute to this episode by messaging in your stories about JobKeeper and JobSeeker and how you're going financially during this tough time. I really do appreciate it. And it is nice to know that I'm not the only one because... I've been going out of my mind these past couple of months. My loved ones would definitely agree to that. I've been going out of my mind just thinking, how am I going to get money? How am I going to get money? <laughs> I've just been going, oh, I've just been it's, been, it's been, it's been, it's been wild the past couple of months. And now look, I am very, very, very grateful I've been able to be on JobKeeper for however long I've been on it. But I am very it's been just it's just been stressful these past couple of months because I just didn't know firstly I didn't know when it was going to end that was so stressful when they did that announcement in July because I because I knew it was going to happen in July because you know financial year but then I didn't but then I thought could it end in July all of a sudden like it did with the daycare workers I just didn't know (laughs) so yeah ever since gosh March April I've just been thinking where am I going to get my money where am I going to get my money where am I going to get my money so it's been, whew, it's been, it's been, it's been something. So I really do hope me openly talking about my stress, my financial stress over these past six months has been maybe helpful to other people just by knowing that they're not alone, that there are other people out there that are stressing out too. Sadly, I wish I could fix it, but I can't. And I guess just talking about it, I guess maybe that's some way we can fix it because let me just... We feel less alone. Anyway, sorry to finish the episode on such a sad, glim note, but I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do enjoy the Nasty Woman Club show, please give it a five-star review. The Nasty Woman Club is still a small business, so every review helps. If you want to show your extra love and support for the show and the Nasty Woman Club platform, we now have a PayPal account. Click on the PayPal link in today's show notes if you want to donate. Every dollar helps keep this podcast and the Nasty Woman Club platform going. For more stories on the world of intersectional feminism, head on over to thenastywomanclub.com or the Nasty Woman Club Instagram and Facebook pages. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I will see you all on Friday for another episode of the Nasty Woman Club 